Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. This is it, the show you've been waiting for, your epic guide to short-term investment strategies. Everybody doesn't want to say it, but you know, you see these videos on YouTube that say if you do this in three months, you get $20,000. Does that really work? What are the instruments out there? So when we think about short-term investment strategies, what may work, what definitely won't work, and what are the risks that you have to keep in mind? I'm so thrilled to welcome back to the show, Kenneth Liu, CEO of Seedly. How are you, Kenneth? Thanks for having me back. Samuel Rhee is founding partner and CIO of Endowers. Welcome back, Samuel. Hi, Michelle. Good to be back. Great to see you again. And Terence Tan is Head of Education and Business Development at IG Markets. Welcome, Terence. All right. Thank you. Thank you, MB Show. Okay, gentlemen, let's start. Have you had any experience with short-term investment strategies? So maybe we can let Terence jump in. Terence, jump right in. I would would say that short-term investments uh, or or even what we call as like trading, right? I think I've been doing that since uh, 06 to now. It's around about 13 years. So I would say that uh, everyone gets into trading like what you have mentioned. Right? Everyone sees the advertisement says make a quick buck. You can actually double your money in a few months. But is it really true? Is it? Yeah. Is it? Anybody, anybody have any experience with short-term investment that they want to share? Actually, I, I, I did get in a bit on crypto. Suddenly, I, I, I just, <laughs> ah. just came back uh, about two years back when it was, uh, it was a crazy bubble, right? Tulip mania, as they were calling Ooh. it. Um, back then, we just started our company. Everyone in the tech world was getting into crypto. Uh, I bought some uh, BTC and, uh, and Ethereum. It didn't go well. Didn't yeah, go didn't well. Go well. Oh. But but I, I stopped my loss, so it's one percent of my overall portfolio. Okay, nice. So that's the way nice. to think of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've been investing for twenty five years, so <laughs> you got um, many other stories. people's money, my <laughs> own money, personal and professional. Um, for my professional money, it's very long term investments portfolio. But a lot of mistakes that professional managers even make is that they manage the client money very professionally in an institutional way. But then when they invest their personal money, then they suddenly become short-term traders. Mm -hmm. And um, I probably fell prey to that kind of experience early on in my career, especially. But I did trade and invest uh, short-term as well in stocks and other stuff. And normally those things don't end well. So um, that's something to think about. But uh, one of the big things that we need to understand when we talk about short-term investing is what does short-term investing really mean? Mm. You know, is it just the period? Is it the way you invest? Is it the philosophy behind it? What kind of instruments you use, like FX, stocks, you know, all these different asset classes? Mm. Um, And also, you know, that the experience of investing short-term and learning from that process is a really important gain that you have. But it's something that you shouldn't put too much of your assets or too much of your money. Uh, most people say, you know, invest short term mm. with money that you are okay with losing. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think that's true, something true. that to keep in mind. When you went uh, into um, crypto, for example, yeah. did you go with the mindset that it's okay if I lose this? Yeah. So it so did, I yeah. think I we were we were sensible enough, unlike some of our tech friends. Right. So some of them really went big on it because I think a lot of them felt that they understood what crypto was and the future of uh, digital currency um, but I think back then I was I was trading a lot of ETFs as well so mm. at the STI ETF just to get started so that was my core but this was my um, small segment there, okay. which is just ready to sort of lose as well Glad to hear that Okay mm. gentlemen um, let's backtrack a little bit when I think short term investment strategies I think anything under three years mm. that you're hoping Ooh. to see a gain with under three years but how, what is your definition of short term investment strategies? Yeah, actually just now we were, we were discussing on that uh, in the world of trading uh, 
yeah. short term means like one day within the week, the kind. That's that's kind of short term. Could and, be an uh, hour, right? Yeah, could be yeah. an hour. An hour. Yeah. And then if let's say if you're holding something on for like a few weeks, that kind, that would be mid term. Anything more than one month plus is considered as long term. Yeah. So that's my definition in. The trading world. This definition is very fudgy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most most people, I think, in the institutional side, think of one year or less as short term. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's day traders, which is like intraday trading, but they don't hold a position overnight. That's the key point. Mm. So there's no risk of you know anything happening overnight. So they're in control of the day trading, mm. and then there's like flow traders, and then there's position traders who hold it for up to a month or up to you know several months. So there's different types of traders, there's different types of short-term investing, but normally I would say one year or less is short, one year plus is probably more long-term investing. Okay, Mm. so people want to know what are the instruments available to them out there? This is Man on the Street program and they may not have access to what, you know, a day trader does. Mm. Um, What's available for Man on the Street when it comes to short-term investing? I would would say that, uh, okay, just right, uh, just wanted to actually address that, uh, that phenomenon that people are actually seeing, right? So they actually see this advertisement saying, okay, so you are the man from the streets. If you put in $2,000, you can get $4,000 back in like one month or so. That kind. That's like 100% profit. I would say that uh, try to learn what trading is all about first, get yes. listing. Mm. And it's not going to be like a quick fix kind of thing. You're you not going to be successful in one month. Let's be honest on that. But let's learn about what trading is all about. If let's say if you are trying to aim for a kind of a rate of return, yep. a good rate of return that you can aim for is around about 30% to 50% per annum. But you're going to get that kind of success only after about six months or even one year plus of hard work trying to learn what trading is all about before you can really get that. So it's not really so much of a quick get rich quick, but as a layman, uh, definitely anyone can actually learn about that. But getting the commitment to learn that actually. Mm. Yeah. I think I think specific to the asset classes, I mean, there's, there's things like penny stocks. Um, there are things like uh, actual um, big blue chip stocks as well. You, could, you can actually day trade on those. Uh-huh. Um, crypto. So crypto is one that is pretty interesting. There's companies like eToro, IG, and everyone who's talking a, li- a lot about crypto. And then, of course, there are things like Forex as well. So I think these are some of the asset classes which is it fits into the day, the, the short-term investing segment. Okay. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, for retail investors in general, there aren't too many instruments that you can actually have access to. Mm. IG is really known for CFD-like um, products, but that's only available for AI investors, accredited investors. For retails, I think the most common product is really stocks. And, you know, I would recommend, as Terence highlighted, I think you should dabble in stocks and try it out and try trading it and investing, you know, mm. long-term, short-term, try different ways of investing manage risk, you know, learn about companies and try it out because uh, you don't, you can't learn anything without trying yourself. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. as you do that, you will learn and understand what risk appetite you have, yeah. what your personality is. My friend Sam Poon wrote a book called Personality Based Investing. Yes, I had uh, him on the show. Oh, you did? Mm. Okay, I did. well, yeah. So things like that is really important, personality and risk appetite. And your methodology in investing, how much money you're investing, how much, you know, time frame you have. All mm. these things you should really think through before trying your short-term investing. People often think of Forex when they think of a killing in the short term. Mm. And... Um, we were talking a little bit about this off air. There are these uh, new e-wallets, and yeah. then you can very easily buy Aussie mm. dollars and then change it to mm. pound yeah. or the yes. other way around yeah, yeah. and mm. make a. Yeah. Can you make money that way with? 
I think moving. if you if if let's say one is actually trying trying that right, effectively that person is already trading forex. Mm. Now if if they're actually doing this exchange uh, across their wallets, right, the the one thing that need, they need to check is actually what is the fees that is charged on top of the forex rates. It could be as high as like zero point five percent that kind. Yeah. So the rates, those fees can actually kill the trade itself. So okay, but just yeah. to make a correction on uh, what what Samuel was saying just now on CFDs, actually CFDs are also. Available for retail. retail. Oh, okay. yeah. So Sorry. all retailers, they can actually trade CFDs in, let's say, like commodities, Forex, mm. or even indices. Mm. I would even advise uh, people to actually try out uh, trading on indices first. I think that's what they are really familiar with. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say the Dow Jones Index or the NASDAQ, that kind, right? Yeah. But first and foremost, I want everyone to really look at the risk first. It's like, don't don't look at the returns like, okay, I'm going to be making like 100% in one month, that kind. Yeah, because first, you think I have a wedding in three months. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Oh, but Oops. on that... <laughs> <laughs> My wedding was funded from gains in silver. Oh, hey! There we go. Yeah. Real life so, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that aside, I would I, I, I really think that one needs to really measure the risk first. I think the, a good place to start on the me- the measuring of the risk, right? Yeah. Is to calculate the maximum drawdown that you can like, mm. uh, that you're actually getting from mm. your past mm. trades. So what is the maximum drawdown? Is literally meaning to say that from the point of the highest balance that you can achieve from your account. Okay. After a streak of losses, what is the percentage loss that you're actually making on that account? The maximum amount of that, that, that percentage there, right, is actually your maximum drawdown. Well, good All stuff. Right? Mm. And then after that, once you measure that risk there, right, then you ask yourself, is this loss too great or too little for me? If it's too great, make your trade size smaller. If it's too little, you can increase it. Mm. And after a while, you actually find that, that good balance there. And after that, see how much profits you're making. So profits comes after risk. Mm. And then this profit is what we call the rewards, right? And then you can now measure this like the rewards versus the risk. That gets you that rewards risk ratio. And then you start to have this number that you can compare with your friends to see who is actually getting good at this game. And after a while, after around about six months, one year of actually trying to build who actually gets that reward risk ratio up, you can now start to call yourself a trader and you can start to actually try to hone this thing on trading. So it's like, it's more like learning how to ride a bicycle. You need to fall down first. You need to get your feet wet and really get into this trading, right? And then start learning. And uh, this the idea or that you can make, you can get rich quick in one month. You need like at least one year to get good at this. But once you get good at this, 30 to 50% a year is actually achievable actually. Yeah. Wow. And actually wow. It, it, the learning cycle you think in, in one year, most mm-hmm. people can teach themselves this. Mm, yeah, pretty much. Okay, that was a bit of a hesitant. What happened to the six times you get wiped out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so just now we were actually discussing on that, right? So, if let's say when you're learning how to cycle, you have to fall down six times. The first thing that you need to know is when you're falling down, go for the grass patch beside you, right? Oh, wow. So, push away the bicycle. Go for the grass patch, fall down there. Learn to fall. Exactly, yeah, learn, learn to fall. fall. Yeah, so learn to fall. in the world yeah. of trading, I'll always blow. say that they will actually get their account wiped out at least six times. Mm. Yeah, so if let's say if that first six times that they are getting their accounts wiped out, right? If let's say if just like $500, $1,000 to try to learn how to trade. Yeah. It's the same thing like paying tuition fees when you're trying to learn how to play mahjong, right? Expect it. <laughs> Expect it, expect it. But the thing is now with the expectations, you can now taper that risk. And if you are starting to break even, that means not really making the losses anymore. When you're starting to break even, you can then take it to the next stage. But before that, don't risk too much. Mm. Great basic I said I was coming on this show yesterday. And my colleague told me that um, I'm on the show with Terrence from IG. And he said, oh, I used to trade CFDs on IG. And I got wiped out after nine months. (laughs) 
But then he tried again, and yeah. he actually made a little bit of money. So he yeah. made it all back in a little bit of money, hundred dollars yeah. or something. But yeah. then he stopped. He said he couldn't take the risk and yeah. the volatility. Oh, but actually now he's yeah. breaking even. So he has already <laughs> yeah, gotten yeah, to precisely. that next stage. <laughs> Don't stop when you're breaking even because now you have it's already a sign, gotten. It's, yeah, a it's a sign that you know, like the curve is like coming on, yeah. and you're breaking even. The next stage is making profits. Yeah, but oh, it goes back yeah. to your personality issue. So yeah. he's converted to a long-term investor. What kind of oh. personality do you think you'd have to have in order yeah. to to manage short-term investments? I, I actually had a had a line which which I which I really wanted to share, which is yeah. um, if your investments. I mean, when, when you think of investing, if you can't sleep at night, you know, it's not quite worth it because I feel mm. that health is wealth at the end of the day. Yes. So yeah. if you are losing sleep over, you know, that, that, that trade that you just made um, and you're unsure whether your drawdown is going to be too huge. And I think that's when you should probably reconsider because if you have a day job, it's going to affect your day job. Mm. Totally your, agree. Totally, your potential totally agree. mental state as well. Wow. Like yeah. So do you remember on your learning curve, what were some of the biggest wipeouts and, and what did you have to say to yourself to get <laughs> yes. back on the bike? <coughs> 2006. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, 13 years ago. Uh, I had one big wipeout. That's equivalent to one year salary. Ooh. And that stopped me from trading for like six months. I'm like, okay, I'm done. And that's it, right? So it was just because of one trade, just one trade. It's like, that's it. It wiped everything out plus more. And then I kind of like put it off and not touch it. And after that, then I asked, I asked myself, okay, let's try to learn from this mistake and see how I can get better at this game. And then I think that it's that decision that made me become a better trader henceforth, actually. Yeah, so... What did you learn? Manage the risk. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much it's more of like manage the risk and the profits will come your way after that. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So and when you when the risk is actually managed well, right, the profits can be quite substantial actually. But before that happens, keep the trades uh, size smaller first. Yeah. Mm. It's really great idea. Risk ap- risk issue is really at the key of mm-hmm. your returns and your losses because mm-hmm. if you have high risk, you have high return. And if you're especially trading in stocks, then actually the volatility is what is in your favor, but also what kills you. So the risk appetite and how you manage that risk is key to how much return you can generate. Okay. Um, that's why FX, I think, is not really an investment for the average person mm-hmm. because FX tends to be long-term trending. Um, and there is some volatility, but not as much as stocks. Mm-hmm. So stocks can have a good, like, earnings and pop 20%, you know, mm. if it's a good company, it will steadily rise by 20, 30% a year. Mm. So you have ability to make money from stocks long term, uh, or short term, sorry. Um, but, you know, FX is something that you don't control. There's a lot of yeah. macro risk. Yeah. There's nothing inherent to it. So I have a question from a, a listener. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they've seen an email from a group called Investing Note. They talk about a short-term retail tool called DLC, which is a leveraging tool trading on credit. Yeah. What do you guys think of this? Yeah, yeah DLC, uh, we have seen that. Um, it's, it's kind of like a leverage product. Um, but with any kind of trading tools, I think the tools is just like uh, whether do you buy a, a screwdriver from like NTUC or do you buy this screwdriver from another shop, right? Pretty much it's just a tool. I think the main, the main thing is really how you use that tool, actually. I think just, uh, just now when you, men- you mentioned about trading strategies, right? I would really want to say this is that uh, once you have the tools, uh, I think one good strategy that one can actually use is what uh, Samuel just, uh, has mentioned just now on, on trends. Observe how the market is trending. If let's say if the market is on a certain trend, let's say the market is on an upwards trend, try to draw a trend line and see where that trend line is for this upwards trend is like actually. 
And uh, if let's say if you are not sure on how to actually draw a trend line, just Google like how to draw a trend line and the answers will be there. The thing is this, if let's say if the market starts to break that trend line, that means this upwards trend is now turning into a downwards trend. This is actually going to be a very good opportunity to learn how to trade. And uh, what I mean by that is that if let's say if it's turning into a downwards trend right. when the trend line is broken, you can start to short sell the markets and try to build short positions as the market is going down. But one thing I always emph- emphasize is on the price action. That means you only go in and put more trade positions, right, if the market is going in your direction. So if, if, if let's say if the market is going down, that's when you start to pile in more and more short positions. When the market is going down, do not buy more because actually the market is going down. Yeah. You should be selling down and not buying down. Okay. So it's, I, I think what we see mm. in a lot of uh, a, a lot of my friends in uh, Singapore, right, they are kind of attuned to this dollar cost averaging thing. Yes. It's kind of like if the market goes down, you buy more. If yeah. the market goes down some more, you buy even more, right? Yeah. But you're buying into weakness. If let's say if the company's fundamentals are strong, I think that could be something that you want to do. Mm. But in short-term trading, I wouldn't want to do that just because you don't know what is causing the markets to go down actually. And the weakness can actually become a larger weakness. So you rather actually sell into the weakness, actually. Wow. Super trend is your friend. Mm. The oh. trend is your friend. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes correct. Yeah. But uh, I think there is a difference between stocks and markets. Yeah. Because at the stock level, I think the trend is your friend rule actually works much better. Mm. And most people try to be contrarian, right? Yes. They try to be smart and yes. they try to get it right. They want to be a hero. When everybody's bullish, they want to be bearish. And everybody's bearish, they want to be bullish. And, you know, they pick the bottom, pick the top, you know. <laughs> That's what you want to be, a hero, right? When you're investing stocks. Yeah. But Actually, normally it doesn't work. The trend is your friend in stock investing. And uh, the right thing to do is actually when stocks rise, there's a reason behind it. And because the company behind it is probably a good company like Facebook or Amazon. And you don't sell your winners. Um, As Mm. Terrence highlighted, you actually don't sell. um, You should sell your losers and, you know, add to your winners in a way. Mm. That's actually a better strategy for short term investing in particular. Uh, but when it comes to markets, I don't necessarily think that's the best mm. way to do it. And, you know, investing in markets by definition is not a short-term trading yeah. thing. Um, it really is a long-term investing instrument. And that, at that in, you know, when you're investing at that market level, then probably the trend is your friend is not necessarily the right way to do it. Can you give right us an example of that? Mm. It's like, you know, dollar cost averaging actually works for markets mm. long-term. Right, right. right? right. Yeah. But it doesn't work stocks. You know, mm. you shouldn't do dollar cost average for an individual for stock because yeah. 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 the volatility at the individual stock level is so big versus the market, which is narrower. Right. Stock level, you know, variability, like things that affect a stock, like news flow, yeah. earnings, it comes much more frequently and it yeah. happens very, you know, market is an aggregate of all those stocks and it's about the economy and global markets and geopolitics mm. and those things don't change overnight, right? right? Whereas a company overnight could become a really good company or a better, com- worse company depending on technology mm. or new services or announcements or earnings. So I think at the stock level, it makes much more sense. Okay. Um, to do short term. For markets, I would really advise investing for the long term. Okay, yeah. so mm-hmm. another listener question. Beyond Meat tumbled 20% um, yesterday and uh, the listener wants to know, I think picking up on this uh, trend is your friend mm. idea, whether, what, what do you think about alternative pro- proteins? Are they already out plant-based protein? Because we're looking at growing meat on scaffolding mm. uh, these days. You know, they can grow like full <laughs> chunks of yeah. uh, steak directly as opposed to plant-based protein yeah. uh, so what do you what do you think well i love it as a consumer yeah <laughs> I, I eat it 
Plant-based protein. Uh, yeah, plant-based protein, <laughs> Impossible Burger, Beyond yeah. Meat. I, li- I like it. I, I want to try to cut back on meat yeah. consumption. I eat too much meat, so that helps me because I want a good burger and it's pretty decent. Mm. But as an investor, I have a lot of you know concerns. Me, I'm a more fundamental investor, right? Um, and short-term investing, trading and investing can be mixed up, but it can be market kind of technical investing where you draw charts and you look at technicals and look at sentiment and look at events. Um, or you can be a fundamental investor, even in short-term, like really analyze the company, really believe in it yeah. and buy it for a few months and you know, technically it looks so expensive or it's giving you 20% return, you sell it and then you can trade it back in and stuff like that. In this case, you know, valuation is a bit of a concern for me. Second thing is that long term, I mean, short term, I don't know. No one gets the short term perfectly right. Mm. But long term, you know, there is concern about competition. Mm. You know, I think there will be other players that will come in in this field. Mm. It's not like it's a patented, IP protected yeah. business. So I think, you know, you just change the, you know, ingredients slightly and you can just issue the same thing. So for me, long term, I think this is a bit of a bubble. These are early movers with mm. very high valuations. Startups. I don't, I'm not saying that these are not going to bounce back and go up another 100%, but <laughs> that could happen too. No one can predict it. But, you know, long term, I have a bit, bit of concern on them. But I love it. Yeah. So short term wise, right, I would say that this move is actually uh, going to be, uh, you can actually prepare for the next move. So draw that trend line. Like, so mm. this move is going to be presenting itself as a new trend, right? Yep. So hence, since this move is going to be quite sharp, draw the next draw and prepare that, that, that trend line if it's coming out to be the next trend coming when the prices is actually breaking that trend line start getting into that particular instrument like start buying it up if let's mm-hmm. say if it's starting to shoot up right always know this that insiders will always know much more than what you do yep what the prices will actually show what the insiders know and the prices will actually jump way before any announcements so once you see that kind of move happening get in and then after that See what your downside is. Protect your downside and you can actually see the profits coming in. Now, the, down, the downside risk, right? Okay, one thing is that um, people always associate uh, losing big bucks with trading, right? As in short, short-term investments. Like for IG, what we actually, we just launched is actually this uh, new product called Knockouts. So actually Knockouts is actually what we call like a limited risk product. You actually know what is the maximum risk, that, the maximum loss that you're going to be incurring on your trades before you place it in. So what, uh, what, what we're actually seeing these days is that there's actually a lot of black swan events, like for example, like those once in every decade kind of events, right? That the market dislocates. And then you see the big move happening in the markets. If you're in the right directions, that's where you make that money. If you're in the wrong directions, you can get your capital wiped out because your intended risk is uh, going to be uh, smaller than the actual risk that is going to be taken, right? Yep. So with knockouts, what happens is that the, the kind of intended risk that you actually put on, that's the maximum risk that you are, going, you are going to lose. If the market dislocates, who takes the additional losses is not going to be the trader, actually. So the IG will actually take the additional risk on that. So it's kind of like, uh, I think that is where this risk is actually managed for mm. a lot of the uh, traders. Mm. So the main thing is that manage that risk well, let the profits run. Mm. And the thing is that always understand that the insiders will actually know much more than you and they will see the prices run Watch up before. the prices. Yeah, before the news will actually come out to explain why did the prices jump. This is like a mm. masterclass that I always mm. hope to get and I think <laughs> come I'd for like the class, to come for the class. <laughs> I was born to trade, I think. Okay guys, before we let you go, about uh, 30 seconds each maybe, mm. your yeah. final words, what you most want listeners to 
understand yeah. about short-term investment. Okay, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll start by sharing about the Forex thing you shared <laughs> earlier, the multi-currencies, right? So I think uh, we just did a series of multi-currency um, talks with all the players. Uh, it's not really meant to be Forex. It's, it's more meant to be like you want to spend the amount like next year. So you are sort of protecting your risk by changing the amount that you need for upcoming trip. So that's where these uh, wallets are at because you can only store $3,000. So right now it's more of a spending instrument more than like a Forex like hedge instrument. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, just on the concept of knock, knock, knockout. Uh, knockout right? yeah. yeah. So that's the concept of stop loss. Stop I think loss. as yes. an individual investor, I think stop loss is going to be like a major friend in your mm-hmm. investing experience yeah. because having that stop loss will allow you to limit the huge losses that Ken, uh, Terence was talking about. Um, but for me, as an Endowers investor, CIO, <laughs> I really would recommend for most individual investors, try it out, but do it with money that you can lose. Um, manage a core portfolio that is for your long-term goal-based investing, manage the short-term as risk-based investing that you have your appetite for. Try it out. If it doesn't work, just go back to the passive long-term market investments. Mm. Yeah. And finally, Terence, your yep. words of wisdom. All right. Um, totally agree with, with Samuel. For someone that's actually starting out in the trading, right, I'll always say this, more than half of your cash in long-term investments first. Short-term investments, try it out and see how that works out for you. And always remember, price action is your friend. All right? Watch how the prices go. Don't try to explain why the market is going up or going down. The prices itself tells a story. The explanation will come two days later. Love the show. Thank you all so much. Mm. Kenneth Liu, CEO of Seedly, Samuel Rhee, founding partner and CIO of Endowers and Terence Tan, head of education and business development, IG Markets. Thank you, gentlemen. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.